What's up, guys? Here with you with FC Wonder Kid, episode 72, here with my guy, Brenton. How are you? Uh, well, we survived the <laughs> Premier League lack of fixtures this weekend, and I understand why it was done, mm -hmm. but we have a large slate that we still have to go over because Tuesday, <laughs> back on Tuesday, was the Champions League, and since then, it's been all football all the time. But yes. first, I got to ask you, I got to ask you, you're doing okay? Yeah. Everything's good? <laughs> Everything's good okay. around here in Portugal. And I've got to say, Portuguese teams are going bold in the Champions League. And that's my exact <clears throat> first shout-out in this podcast. But my second is, everybody, please like this video and subscribe yeah. to FC Water Kid on YouTube because that is a huge help for us at FC Water Kid. But we have to start with what happened right on Tuesday. That was Todd Boyley decided to go Bold and do the unpredictable. I wasn't expecting yeah. Thomas Tuchel to get sacked. And I do not, I definitely do not agree with the timing that of the sacking. Thomas Tuchel deserves more respect in my opinion. And I think this sacking was inevitable from the start. Todd Boyley, mm. Tuchel, he wasn't his manager because he didn't play Christian Pulisic. He can't be Todd Boyley's manager without playing Pulisic. And he even signed the best young U.S. keeper. So I'm sure he does want an American fingerprint at Chelsea with Pulisic and Gaga Slonina in the future. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate you starting everything off with a whole bunch of an American kind of vibe to it. But Christian Pulisic, it's, it's got, become clear that that, that um, communication had broken down. Yes. Uh, that, that came from Greg Berhalter. It came from Christian himself. But listen, when it comes down to it, it's obviously much more than that, too. It, whether it's Obama Yang coming in over who... who uh, two short, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, over who Bowley wanted, over Cristiano Ronaldo. Or it's the fact that you have the man or let the man have $250 million in the spending spree and ultimately sack him uh, after a... I wouldn't say it was an embarrassment... Uh, at the hands of Dinamo Zagreb. They deserve a whole lot of credit for how they played, but it, it just doesn't line up. And and when it comes down to it, I, I think you're right. I think you're 100% right. I think this was already in the works mm -hmm. previous to the Dinamo loss. And the Dinamo loss just kind of pushed that timetable up mm -hmm. to where they said, okay, he's got to go. We got to bring in who they want because Thomas Tuchel has looked miserable Fuck. absolutely miserable over the last i don't know how many months and he does this all the time <laughs> it's like like the kid the the, the he deserves a lot of respect it's but pattern, yeah. it, it feels almost like yeah the kid that like doesn't get everything he wants right well, and everything needs to go a certain way mm -hmm. and when it comes down to it we can call him champions league this we can call him uh whatever but he only lasted about 100 days more than Frank Lampard did. I think it was seven, 17 days. <laughs> so, okay, so it wasn't even 100 days. I, even, my math is off. Trust, it's, it's, un, it's, 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 it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's just unreal to me. Mm -hmm. But I, but I'm going to be 100% straightforward with you. Mm -hmm. Okay. I honestly thought Todd Bowley would go for somebody flashier. Zidane. I thought, I, exactly. But I thought Zidane, Zidane was Zidane. in his future. Uh, even Poch, bringing him in wouldn't hey, surprise yeah. me when it comes down to it. Hey. But I am, I'm going to say it right now. Mm. I'm going to say it right now. I am not a fan. I am not a fan of Graham Potter becoming the Chelsea boss. And it's not because I don't believe Graham Potter is capable. Mm. It's simply because I loved so much, <laughs> so much what he was doing for Brighton, Hove, and Albion. And to be honest, mm -hmm. anyone that is saying that he had hit his ceiling with Brighton, that is complete and utter bollocks. That is bullcrap. <laughs> bullcrap to a T. If, just... if, if they handle the recruitments, I agree with that. Yeah. Because if Graham Potter is the mastermind of the development that we see on the pitch and of the recruitment off the pitch getting players like Cucurella, Caicedo right there, Trussard so good in the Prem, yeah. all right decisions, man, Chelsea... 
did, in my opinion, not the best decision, but a great decision. I was surprised, yeah. being honest. Todd Boyley, mm -hmm. by getting, getting Graham Potter, he's saying, I am thinking here in the long run of this project. I want a successful, and I want to see a growth from Academy players too. Because I think Graham Potter is going to look a lot inside Chelsea's team, okay? And two sure. variables. You mentioned it fast, but I want to say I really do believe it was Pulisic not playing that got Tuchel out or not playing the right way and getting Aubameyang instead of Cristiano Ronaldo this summer. I do think Todd Boyley was very, very keen on getting Ronaldo and he's still on the market. So I believe that was a factor to be taken into account. And the pressure, the constant pressure of results, okay, that Tuchel had, hmm. So, I, and Kai Havertz mustn't be happy about this move. <laughs> so, I'm no. dying to see how Kai Havertz is going to play with Graham Potter. And who isn't definitely happy about this move is Billy Gilmore that arrives <laughs> at Brighton. Very excited to play in the style of play of Graham Potter. But now, yeah. <laughs> Graham Potter goes to Chelsea. So, it's not the best it's... time to be Billy Gilmore. <laughs> I'd say. No, no, it's not. It's also, <laughs> I just feel for Brighton fans uh the, the, just that to have it feels like you just had the carp the carpet yanked out from under you mm -hmm. you've lost your head coach you've lost your assistant head coach you've lost a couple first team coaches you've lost your head of recruitment you've lost your technical director you've lost like three of your best flipping players mm -hmm. and all in the last six to seven months and it it feels like the life force was just pulled out of you graham potter okay graham potter is not your typical run-of-the-mill, like, I mm. shadowed the, the best, most legendary boss uh, for years at a time, like Mikel Arteta with Pep Guardiola. Or Maureen uh, Translator. He literally, <laughs> exactly, he mm -hmm. bootstrapped, he bootstrapped himself, essentially, um, to this particular job. So all credit to the paycheck he's going to get. All mm -hmm. credit to likely what might be the autonomy he's going to get mm -hmm. that he already had. And definitely the biggest stage. I mean, if you want professional advancement, no qualms with that. But when it comes down to it, Graham Potter mm -hmm. went from seven years or so in the Allsvenskan, Ostersunds, in the Allsvenskan, in Sweden. He, he went, he brought them to Europe. Then he went to Swansea and then he took over Brighton. I think he took Swansea to the quarterfinals of an FA Cup or something. Great and then he went to Brighton and he built this club. He built the heartbeat of this club. And he took over for Chris Hutton back in the day. Yes. And now it's this new chapter. And you just, you look at those three moves. Mm -hmm. And you say, you've got like a 35% win record okay, <laughs> with Brighton. You're doing wonders with limited resources. But exactly. now it's kind of like, now you jumpstart yourself all the way to egos. Hmm. Big money signings, big money expectations. Mm -hmm. uh, literally never, I mean, he's never going to have a meal by himself ever again, right? <laughs> True. I, I just think it's a big, big, big jump. But now that he's there, I'm going to mm -hmm. say it. I'm behind him. Yes. I want Graham Potter to do well. I mm -hmm. want to see this work out because this surprises me, as you mentioned previously. Todd Bowley appointing Potter says <laughs> long-term. Yes. Long term, I want to build from within and I want to build a club uh, with a, a clear playing style uh, that people can get behind. So I, I'm with it. And I'm playing shut up. And, 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 and the players, too, that came in the transfer window this summer make sense yeah. in this style of play with Graham Potter, with wing backs and center backs being prevailed True. and Cucurella. <laughs> he must be yeah. hyped up. And I am sure a player like Moises Caicedo might go to Chelsea in the near future. I really believe that is going to happen. Oh. So Chelsea, yes, they're going to spend big. But I have to say this. It can't be Todd Boyley and Graham Potter. Just them two. Chelsea need yeah. a sporting director next to them making those decisions outside the pitch. Because there's a lot, a lot of potential inside the club and there's a lot of resources they can get any player outside the club so let's True. wait and see and to convince let's say a Neymar that can't stop scoring in every game and looks so damn good this season they have to have <laughs> the right team for a player like Neymar and a sporting director and Ooh. well imagine a great successful aura with Graham Potter you never know I you know. never know I, I 
I, I'm just saying, like, we're now going from Graham Potter plucking Moises Caicedo <laughs> out of obscurity to literally <laughs> talking Neymar. about Graham Potter potentially managing Neymar, yeah, of man. all things. It, 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 is, it is just this massive leap that I hope I, he can overcome. Yes. But but I do, I, I do have to say, like, right after this podcast is done, if I had a beer in my hand right now, uh, I would drink, I would toast, to what was at Brighton. Ah. I I would toast to what Potter did at Brighton. (laughs) And I would pour, I would then effectively pour one out uh, for all the Brighton fans that don't know what the heck is going to happen next. Um, Anticipation. Anticipation. And then you see teams like Leeds getting better, Wolves getting better, and the hero of your club leaves. And it's the top six club that... For Graham Potter, I think he totally deserves this chance. And I'm very excited to see what's going to happen. A bit selfish of my part that I, I think Tuchel leaving and Potter happening is a good thing. Because I just, I'm just so curious about it. But people, tell us in the comment section down below, what is your predictions for what is happening at Chelsea? And what will Graham Potter, the magician now at Chelsea, do at the club? Okay, Because, yeah, those Graham yeah. Potter references, Harry Potter references. Oh, man. Yeah, but Dino, like shout out to Dino to it's, make all this absolutely. happen, okay? And they started, okay, this avalanche. And, yeah, Orsic, man, that speed. Bags of speed. How is Orsic still at Dinamo? That's the talk. That's the talk. I, I don't know, but he is the one that when we were doing our predictions, he's the one I told you to watch out for. Fuck. And man, yes, you did. Uh, he made Wesley Fofana look silly. Yes. I have not seen Wesley uh, Fofana look simultaneously or concurrently weak and slow mm-hmm. at the same time. Uh, I thought he was going to re-tear his ACL mm-hmm. uh, in that pursuit of Orsich, but Orsich is... <laughs> finish was beautiful um you know and i also think you have to watch out at dinamo for martin batarina uh 18 19 years old beautiful player coming up uh playmaker i honestly believe that dinamo deserves more credit Mm -hmm. for that win over chelsea than what they're getting so we do need to before we move on from this fixture to say well done dinamo uh now you've got to do it Five more times. Man, it's, it's, and, and they have a hard group, in my opinion, with Red Bull Salzburg, AC Milan, Dinamo, and Chelsea. So any, any game of this group is exciting, exciting to watch because we had a draw. Okay, in Salzburg yep. between Milan and Red Bull and Rafael Young managed to get that assist. But you said, like, dismantle, destroy. And in my head, I was thinking, is he talking about Joe Gomez with Kvaradona? Because Kvaradona mm. cannot stop destroying defenders since he's arrived at Napoli. <laughs> and nobody's talking about Insigne anymore. And understandably so with Kvaradona, the player that Dude. won the... Uh, he's got the... Mo- Aye, he won the Player of the Month award in Serie A this August. Kvaradona with four games, three goals, and one assist. One goal involvement per game. The impact. I say. I had, I know, I had my hand over my eyes during that game. (laughs) I felt, I, I mean, he just made Joe Gomez look inconsequential. And at the same time, I don't know what Trent Alexander-Arnold was doing on that one play either. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when it comes down to it, he they made Liverpool look silly. Fuck. Napoli looked like a team that wants the Scudetto and looked like a team that wants out of this group and wants to, you know, maybe, maybe mm-hmm. show that they could be the Serie A club that goes the furthest in the Champions League. Hey. And Kavaradana should have had himself a goal. That's he should have had himself a goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it is a statement. But I, I believe, I mean, Spalletti's got them doing some good things. They look solid. Um, I I don't know how you can necessarily bet against it right now. Fuck. I mean, they, look, they made Klopp look terrible. Klopp had <laughs> no plans for whatever was happening to them on that pitch. And I have to ask you flat mm-hmm. out before we get any further into this fixture – We've watched, okay? We have watched Tuchel go. We have watched Domenico Tedesco go, okay? Mm-hmm. What would it take for Jurgen Klopp okay. to see the same type of fate? To get midfielders this January and for it to go horribly wrong still. If Liverpool uh. reinforce in January with proper midfielders and they're still in a bad situation, 
I think that's club mm -hmm. out. If that mm -hmm. happens. Because, yes, that's what I got to point out. How is Milner at 35 the starter? How? And the downfall of Liverpool is with the midfield if it happens because you have an aging Jordan Henderson, you have an injury-prone world-class player, true Thiago Alcantara, injury-prone great player, Nabi Keita, and you have future talents, future talents, Fabio Carvalho and Harvey Elliott, that I believe in their future, but you need results right now. And Artur Mel ain't that guy. He ain't the guy. He just does the passes to the fullbacks. But you need those passes to the strikers and wingers. And I got to say, talking Liverpool, I am surely expecting to see a different Mo Salah. Because he's gotten that contract extension that he was begging all these years. And I have to see a different Virgil van Dijk. What is happening yeah. to Virgil van Dijk? Allison good. has to save him all the time. And Trent too. Trent has great moments going forward, but sorted out at the back. And with Van Dyke, man. With Van Dyke. Because I don't know what's happening with Virgil Van Dyke. That's my biggest yeah. wow. Okay? It's yeah. Kvisha, we were all expecting a great match from him. Okay, not maybe mm -hmm. that those levels, but Virgil Van Dyke, we have those expectations with you. So mm-mm. Absolutely, but it just makes this week more mouthwatering for me. You've got Ajax at Anfield. True. Ajax looked never looked bothered mm -hmm. versus Rangers. Uh, you have Calvin Bassey Easy. endearing everyone to him, uh, showing emotion at the sheer sound of the Champions League what a anthem. Player. What right? a player. And he has been lights out. Lights out since he was inserted into that 11, okay? Every worry that I had where this Rangers player built his personality, built his his uh, his, his um, mm -hmm. skill set at Rangers, taking it to Ajax, stepping it up a level. He has been wonderful so far in the Champions League, one game, and, well, <laughs> and qualifying. Uh, but also in the Eredivisie, uh, Calvin Bassey, man, showing there's a lot of emotion. I'm going to get to Richarlison later. But Calvin <laughs> Bassey, literally almost breaking down listening to that Champions League anthem, was so just mm -hmm. endearing to yeah. me and makes me almost want Ajax <laughs> to beat up on Liverpool Ooh. at Anfield just to shake up, shake up Ooh. the world, right? Oh, shake boy. up the footballing world oh, a little bit. Boy. If Napoli, yeah, if Napoli beating the Reds, 4-1 or whatever it was, wasn't big enough. Ajax continuing their six wins in a row or whatever the heck it and, is with a new manager mm -hmm. losing most of their big players. They don't even remember who Anthony was. <laughs> okay? That's how good they played against Rangers. So I am most looking forward to that Ajax versus Liverpool because Liverpool is going to want to make a statement, and they damn well should. Mm -hmm. And Ajax is going to want to continue uh, their good times rolling. And right now... I don't see him uh, getting steamrolled even at Anfield, but it's I a fun group. Ajax is a team built for Champions League, and whoever goes against them has a tough time yeah. in recent history, and I definitely think Liverpool. That is one of the worst teams that they can get next week, and they're getting him in Anfield, but I'm very excited to see that matchup. But people, tell us your prediction of that Liverpool-Ajax game down below. I want to see some comments on that, and I want to give a shout-out to to another player mentioning Kavisha, I want to mention mm -hmm. Mudrik too. Because Kavisha and Mudrik, if they were English, I am absolutely sure the price tag would not be talked minimal 50 million. Minimal 50 million if Anthony Gordon is valued at 60. Mudrik and Kavisha are so much better, in my opinion, are better players. Much better yeah. players, in my opinion. And yeah. Mudrik is showing just that. He might be... He might be, no. He's going to be the best Ukrainian player in the world. Mudrik. So you might as well Ooh. get him because he's got skill. He's electric pace. And he <laughs> makes the right calls at the right time. So I really like this player. Really yeah. Like this player. I, 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 like, I want to say, you know, Zinchenko would like to have a word. Mm -hmm. And Mikalenko. True, true. But, ultimately, <laughs> but ultimately, okay. Uh, Malinovsky, he's been pretty good at times. Mudrik but can be the best. Yes. Mudrik can be the best. You're absolutely right, and that speed is uh, actually—I don't know how you can underrate his pace. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but his pace is incredibly underrated. Uh, he's probably one of the faster ones in the Champions League group stages. Agreed. And I, I just let's like let's take a step back, right? We went straight to Mudrik, mm-hmm. uh, who before <laughs> this game, mm-hmm. uh, ending another ending another Champions League manager's life, if you will, or career, <laughs> if you will, Domenico Tedesco, uh, Shakhtar. We need to just take that step back. Mm-hmm. Remember what's going on in True. Mudrik's. Uh, country, home country, okay? And in Shakhtar's home country. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we need to take that step back and look exactly at what they engineered against RB Leipzig, okay? Mudrik was at the heart of it, but so were a bunch of young academy boys that mm-hmm. literally were probably not going to be a part of the 11 mm-hmm. if it weren't for that massive exodus, rightfully so, because you want your families and yourselves to feel safe when you're doing your job, but if it weren't for that mass exodus, half of that squad that was out there for Shakhtar Donetsk would not have been there. And they played, it gives me goosebumps just thinking about it. They did their country proud. Fuck. I mean, ultimately. And and I heard it say, uh, heard it said, maybe it was on Twitter, I forget exactly who said it. Mm. But before this, this craziness that's going on over there, it was Shakhtar Donetsk versus Dinamo Kiev. Right, mm. you hated each other. You didn't want to see each other, you know, uh, do a lick of good, even if it was in the Champions League, even True. if it was in the Europa League. And now every Ukrainian team is exactly that. They're a Ukrainian team. They want their team. Doesn't matter if they're from Kiev or Donetsk. They want them to do well. Um, and you saw Dinamo fans clapping the Shakhtar uh, Donetsk uh, massive, massive win over uh, RB Leipzig. And I. Mudrik was at the heart of it, man. Mm-hmm. And if Mudrik before this was wanted by Everton, by Bayer Leverkusen, by Arsenal, mm-hmm. and they could have gotten him for $15 million, no more. <laughs> no more. No more. <laughs> fuck, fuck. No more. Zinchenko was like, please, Edu, get this done. <laughs> but now, now it can't be 15 It's got to be at least $30 million. At least yeah. at the bare minimal. If Mudrik has an agent that knows how to do some things, $30 million is the minimal to get a player <laughs> like him in today's market, in my oh. opinion. So, yeah, put down below, people, your shouts for the Champions League. These wonder kids like Wingers, Kvisha, uh, Mudrik, who, do you, who did you see that we should mention in the same light, okay, of getting that attention at Winger? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. But, yes, you mentioned Leipzig, so Dominic Tedesco out. Marco Rosen, okay? And he went bold against Dortmund. 3-0, okay? Leipzig beat Dortmund, and I was surprising. And I want to see them in the Champions League with the same energy because if they keep Guardiola, they have Nkunku, they have Leimer, I died, I got here. Uh, David Rom, they went They went to get. Dominic Shabozlai, yeah. Dani Olmu. Mm-hmm. A lot of mm-hmm. players, bold players, that have to perform in the Champions League level. So they have to yeah. get them, right? I, I just don't know what was the tenor of that, that midweek mm-hmm. fiasco uh, versus Shakhtar, but it certainly uh, it was summed up by Gulashi's terrible, terrible mistake, mm-hmm. right? Uh, for uh, for Leipzig, and then at the end of the week, you fire your boss, and before you know it, everyone gets a fire in their belly, <laughs> and they destroy. I mean, Dortmund didn't even really look in the game, okay? True. Leipzig completely outplayed him, uh, and sure enough, I guess once again, we can, <laughs> even with three draws in a row, we could probably crown Bayern the top of the Bundesliga once again, uh, because, dude, it's, they're going to eat each other alive. I agree. I, I agree. Know. And Kimish I, I, I just, is looking way too good. I agree. Kimish for yeah. me, definitely the best player in the Bundesliga, 100%. But I do think uh, this Leipzig win, like, yeah. I don't know. They're four points away, okay? And mm-hmm. Dortmund has the same points as Bayern. I think the title race is still open, but psychologically, I agree. Bayern can definitely go bold and get those wins nonstop. And I was surprised, man. Bayern have a wonder kid. Matis Tell became the youngest ever goal scorer in the Bundesliga, okay? 17-year-old, 2005, man. How old am I? And Brazo uh, even said, like, he's, he's world-class with some certain abilities that he has. Like, not a lot is. of people can do what he does so that just translates and i'm will he do it against barca next week barca uh, will matisse go bold like gavi 
I, uh, it, it is, it is going to be amazing. It is going to be fun. It mm -hmm. is going to be whatever you want to call it. Uh, but I am here for it because Byron dispatched Inter midweek. Mm -hmm. And then had it had a little bit of trouble with a 17-year-old Matisse Tell in the 11, uh, getting rid of what I think it was Frankfurt, but yep. Barcelona, but Barcelona had no problem kicking the crap of that Czech club, <laughs> Victoria Pilsen. No disrespect to them. No and then they did the exact same thing to Cadiz. Cadiz. Yep. Cadiz. Cadiz. Well, first so, half looked iffy. Second, they destroyed. Iffy, right. <laughs> yeah, like destroyed. Yeah. So, Absolutely. I, Mm -hmm. If you want to talk about a a early Champions League game with mm -hmm. all the narrative to it that you want, it is that one right there. Um, that's the one on, I think, is it Wednesday or Tuesday? Uh, uh, I'm not sure, but yeah, it's next week. And there's another thing I want to say with Matisse Tell too. Like, Brazo, yeah. the sporting director of Bayern, said this about Matisse Tell. He's the best talent in Europe. In his position, okay? Striker. A two, two, 2005 board striker. One of the best okay. in his position. That is very bold words. And he, he, is... he got him for 20 million plus eight in variables at 17. So Bayern Munich is doing an all-in with this youngster for the future. And like, like yeah. great signs. Great signs. Uh, yeah, I mean that is one where they where they did the eye test because mm -hmm. they certainly didn't have a large sample size on Matisse Tell in terms of professional minutes ah, for them okay. to pool off of. Mm -hmm. But they took they took a massive gamble. I guess twenty five up to thirty two million is not that massive of a gamble. But for Bayern, it it, it kind of is kinda, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. on on it. And so far so far it's paying off. But I don't know. I mean. Well, I just have to get an early understanding of what do you what do you think is going to happen? Is it going to be Bayern? Or is it going to be Barca? Or is Barca. it going to be a nice high scoring tie? I think Barca is going to end up first in the group, but in the Allianz, Ooh. if Barca managed to get a draw, I think that's a win, <laughs> definitely psychologically. But in camp now, <laughs> and in camp yeah. now, at the twenty sixth of October, I think Barca are gonna beat. Bayern Munich. And the main reason I believe that is because of Lewandowski. <laughs> Lewandowski yeah. has six games, nine goals, and two assists in his start at Barcelona. And he just fits the bill so well with Xavi. And Ousmane Dembele isn't stopping just now. And he, he is yeah. going to be a much, much better player by the time we get to December with World Cup football too. I really believe Dembele yeah. wants to be in the discussion with the best in the world. And Dembele is in the discussion with the best in the world. It assists because this yeah. year in 2022, the top in assists in Europe are Lionel Messi with 19, uh, mm -hmm. uh, De Bruyne with 17, and Dembele with 15. So top three in assists. That is bold. Next to the best. Uh, I, can can you just just imagine this front line less than mm. three months from now? Just imagine this front line: Dem Kylian Mbappe, mm -hmm. Kareem Benzema, and Usmane Dembele. And then Kuku, uh, like uh, to uh, come. yeah. Oh. But I mean that three, dude. That three. If that does not exercise the curse. <laughs> right of defending champions in the World Cup, then I quit football. I don't understand. No, 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 no. no. The, the, the curse the, can I, be real. No, I'll never quit. No, no, the no. curse can be real, but they need to. They need to just get rid of that. That is just. That is just too much talent. Now, what could change? Usmane Dembele gets injured. Right. We don't want that. Benzema but in is injured. Benzema oh, yes. is injured right true, now. True. And I do have to say, I don't mean to segue right away away from Barcelona because. On, mm. contrary to popular belief, I do like Barcelona. <laughs> but when it comes down to it, listen, Real Madrid mm -hmm. also, yes. with Karim Benzema walking off in the 30th minute versus the Celtic team that was very tough for that first half. True. Very tough for that first half. Real Madrid, their young boys got it done. Mm -hmm. Okay? Vinicius is a man on a mission. He's got five goals, five, uh, five goals, one assist in his last five games. Rodrigo, Rodrigo, it took him until April of last season to get four goal involvements. He's already got four in, I believe, his last two games, Ooh. right? Maybe not that many, but he's already got four in just like three or four games. Yeah, he is growing up in mm -hmm. front of our eyes. And I'm going to tell you something. 
Uh, they did it again on the weekend. They were down one zip to to Mallorca, Who and they it? came back and they won four one with a Fede Valverde yes! golazo. <laughs> beautiful, yes. beautiful. So I just have to say, it it is great to see the 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 one biggest worry that everyone had so far, and it's early days with this injury with mm-hmm. Benzema, is that would the young boys step up? And so far, so good. I agree. But but they got, they got stiffer tests ahead. Stiffer and, tests ahead. And we're talking here about Real Madrid, and they managed yeah. to get a, a player like we mentioned, Fede Valverde. What a golazo it was for five mm. million. That is one of the mm. biggest bargains in today's football. Okay? And it's at Real Madrid. So you can be the best and still manage to do Great deal. See that, you Man United? Yeah. Just wanted to give a jab right there, okay? And they have, okay? We often mention, I often mention, but you two, yeah. Pedri, Gavi, all the future of Pablo Torre, shout out to him at Barca. But yeah. it's very hard yeah. to beat a future midfield with Fede, Camavinga, and Chuameni that is making everyone forget about Casemiro. Because Chuameni yeah. is the most in tackles, most interceptions, most in pa- a- passing a- pass accuracy. He's the new engine at Real Madrid. So that is very yeah. exciting. But on the Barca end, I just want to say this too. Fati, this is the season, please, man. Five games, four <laughs> goals and assists. Come on. It's only the start. And what a super sub you can have with Fati if if he's in form or Rafinha like put the one that's playing the best like Barca is stacked sure. and I want to say one more position that was one of my biggest worries for Barca but not anymore it's the left back okay Balde man has arrived to the scene and Balde in my opinion should start okay ahead of Jordi Alba and ahead of the new signing Marcus Alonso. I do think Marcus Alonso will be very good for Barca. Yes, but keep playing the youngster of Balde because the mistakes aren't there and he is improving game by game. He can be one of the first signature talents with Xavi. Gavi, Pedri, Balde. Three players, okay, that we can say. Oh, yeah, there's a fingerprint, a a Barca youth fingerprint right there. Pedri Las Palmas Academy, but still. He developed with but, Messi next to him. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I do have to say it, it's it's heartwarming to see that Xavi mm-hmm. finally returned one of your phone calls, right? Uh, and said, you're right, I shouldn't play Pedri and Gavi together. Mm-hmm. You're right. I shouldn't play them together. Man, I, I should. <laughs> I, I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm joking no, no, around. No, no. We I, didn't I have know. that phone and call. I, we didn't have that phone I, call. Did, you did have that phone call. I thought so. I thought so. You were supposed to phone me in, right? But no, no, no I wasn't no, no. called. No, no, no. no, no. But, but listen, I mean, mm-hmm. absolutely. Both of these La Liga squads, mm-hmm. both of these giants, okay, they look hungry. Yeah. They look hungry. They look like they're on a mission. Uh, am, am I am I close enough to calling Barcelona, uh, you know, a Champions League uh, favorite? No. Oh, but, come on, man. No. But, uh, but, but I'm getting there. Uh, the early early season returns are phenomenal. I'm going to tell you that much. Uh, and what? and it is great to see. But I am I to continue to talk because to, to do five. the dichotomy here. Yeah, but to do the dichotomy here, Real Madrid as well. Mm-hmm. They have entered into new territory now. Okay. They've entered into new territory now because it seems – like they're not going to try and rush Benzema back. Okay. Yeah. Benzema does have a history of hamstring injuries. Mm-hmm. This doesn't seem like one that's going to keep him out too long. Hell, he might even be back like next weekend. <laughs> but ultimately when it comes down to it, this is exactly what every Real Madrid fan feared the mm-hmm. beginning of the season. And it was, do we have depth behind Benzema? I, I, and the answer very clearly is still no, well, but you have enough talents elsewhere where Ancelotti when asked, whether or not Eden Hazard could do the job. He said, I don't need Eden Hazard to score. Mm. I just need Eden Hazard to be a a good positive force for the attacking team. And he has shown that. He has shown that. He hasn't been lights out, Mm -hmm. but he has essentially allowed for Vinicius to get in dangerous positions, Uh, for Rodrigo to get in dangerous positions, for Valverde to get space, for uh, Chouamene and Camavinga to do their things. Okay? Mm -hmm. So... I don't know. It's mm-hmm. still a small sample size, but the longer Benzema's out, um, I'm excited 
to was, see what Real Madrid can do without him. Like I was, I was, I'll be honest about you with Hazard. Like I'm a bit not gonna say angry about the situation because Hazard at Chelsea. Well, I have gr- mm-hmm. one of the best memories playing, man. The eloquence, the dribbling, the sheer will he had at Chelsea to be the best in the world. I could yeah. see it. People could see it. And at Real Madrid, that glimpse, you don't have it anymore. And no. what I got to say, it's I think he knows his role now. And I think he's accepted yes. his role at Real Madrid. That's yes. what I can see. And with Celtic, that game, he wasn't the best. But he was important for, for Real Madrid to clinch the win against Celtic. So as long as he knows his role, I think he's going to be yeah. successful in his time at Real Madrid. Like, if they manage to get another Champions League, good job, Hazard, being involved in that happening. Or getting that La Liga title ahead of such yeah. a big force of... Uh, Barcelona. But shout out to Athletic well, too. Athletic's been playing good football. And man, that game against Porto, I still have a bit of... Pe- I'm a bit mad, man, with the with the end of that yes, game. I, like three goals after the... In the extra time. Like, yep. oh man. Porto and Athletic play the same style of play too, man. So, what that game was... That was, that was tough, man. That was tough. And I just watch. love it. I just love it. Like Antoine Griezmann knowing hey. he's not going to play the first 60 minutes because hey. he's sitting there probably playing Champions League. or I'm sorry, probably football playing man. a football manager on the <laughs> sideline. Oh, it's the 59th minute. I should warm oh, up. Yes. I'm going to go in at 61st, the 62nd, the 63rd. And for those of you that don't know, there's a reason behind Antoine Griezmann's super sub. And it's because if he plays more than half the minutes... Man. They have to pay forty million for a potentially what is he thirty one now uh, thirty two yep, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Barcelona, meaning I'm sorry, Barcelona has to pay forty million. No, uh, no, no. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Atletico, Atletico has, to has to pay forty million, and they want to do everything they can not, not to. to pay forty million for a thirty uh, year old yeah, that probably wants to play football manager more. Uh, and by the way, if you haven't caught up with the news, Barcelona <laughs> is likely if they haven't already. Doing Atletico yes. Madrid for their uh, how they're construing this, how they are interpreting this mm. particular clause that was in this deal. So um, <laughs> you can get your popcorn if you want a little Barcelona Atletico Madrid litigation uh, drama. All the lawyers yeah, like popcorn, through. like what? <laughs> yeah. like, oh my dude. Um, Unreal, but Atletico does look good, and they mm-hmm. look good over the weekend as well uh, in La Liga. So but maybe I was wrong. I, I don't know. I thought it was going to be a very, very tough season ahead. Uh, I, I think Atleti. what saved, like, was they got three great signings. With, I, I think yeah. Regulon at left, great. Molina, right back, and Witzel. I got to give a yeah. shout out to Witzel at Athletic Madrid. Center back role. What are the best sure. players right now in Athletic Madrid in this Simeone new style mm. of play? And John Felix, man. He's looking ready, and every time he's involved, I know he comes off the bench sometimes, like yesterday, but Jean-Felix, I believe, he's going to be very important wherever he is because his yeah. style of play, he's going to be in it. <laughs> you know, Jean-Felix is also getting very bold mm. out there with his quotes. Uh, one quote that I know hit the American uh, airwaves is that he believes that kind of man for man, Portugal is better than Brazil. And I love this stuff. I love this stuff. First off, Jean Felix saying it is is different. I feel like Cristiano Ronaldo probably has the the panache uh, to be able to say something like that. Mm. Kind of go go Neymar on, go Anthony, go Richarlison on and and get them heated up for the World Cup or something. Jean Felix, I, I like the confidence because it seems like a departure. Like, it's not very normal for him to throw something as yeah. As a I like I like him a lot out man. there. He's got he's got a personality in him, and he's got a fierceness. Sure. He's fearless, man. He came from Viseu okay. to Lisbon, living on his own, man. Big up on him, and I I can see that. I can see that edge he has, mental wise. And <laughs> I'm not gonna say I completely agree, but eleven ah, for eleven, okay. Brazil, Portugal in the World Cup. I'm gonna be backing Portugal, same percent, a hundred percent, with Israel Felix, baby, uh, starting. Uh, but at fullbacks, we definitely win with Dudmit and Kensil. Okay, I think there's no disagreements <laughs> with that. <laughs> but no. I would love to see that matchup that can happen if both teams 
I think, end up first in their groups. That I yeah. have to believe, man. Uruguay is going to be tough. But in Serbia can be tough for you guys, Brazil too. Want to shout out that? Yeah. Shout, out, yeah. shout that out. But, yes, we're mentioning Real. We're mentioning Barca. All these big boy teams. And I mentioned Messi fast. And I got to say PSG. Mm. Champions League. This is the season, okay? I know it's always this is the season. But now, well. Galtier Ball with PSG. Messi having more assists than he's ever had. Like, this, the style of play, it fits it. And the wingbacks at PSG are used in excellent manner with Akimi and Nunmanch at three center backs at the back. The biggest difference yeah. of PSG last season to now is Vitinha. Vitinha mm. with Verratti in midfield gives intent to the attack and allows Mbappe and Neymar not to come back all the time. Mbappe and Neymar to come back all the time and Messi too to get the ball. Yeah. You have Vitinha just glue it and getting it the ball to them. So Luis Kempsch, yeah. masterclass. Master yeah, and, and <laughs> it's 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 just getting started. Mm -hmm. um, it really is. Galtier uh, is just getting started there, and I can only see him getting mm -hmm. uh, better and better. But I, I just have to throw this out there. I know you've talked <laughs> unapologetically with respect about Neymar, mm -hmm. uh, like the last two or three podcasts. Yes. I'm now on, okay? Ah! I'm, on. Uh, I'm on board after literally watching yes. uh, what he did midweek versus also watching what he did over the weekend. This man is having fun. And I had said it previously that it, it, it never seemed to me mm -hmm. that PSG with Neymar, like he was going to have fun playing club ball again. And then you have the Kylian Mbappe. Oh, do they like each other? Can they play <laughs> with each other? Like, who cares? Neymar, since the beginning of 22, uh, 2022, has scored 24 goals Ooh. in 24 games. He also has chipped in 12 assists. Four. He also, this season, already has 10 goals and 7 assists in, like, 8 or 9 games, I, okay? I, League 1, whatever aside, <laughs> this man is having fun, and True. he's doing it. The, the assists, the, the everything is just beautiful, and <laughs> I, I get it. He's having fun at the right time, mm -hmm. okay? And a lot of people say maybe he looks like at a World Cup year, uh, like almost like a contract year in that sense, that he's got to be balling out mm -hmm. two and a half exactly. months before the flipping World Cup starts in Qatar. But it is, it just kind of comes down to the fact that, um, and I wonder if this pressure, maybe, I, I wonder <laughs> if this pressure is going to catch up to him Ballon because we have something, we have something called the uh, proximity effect. Mm. And the, the closer you get to something, Mm. right the closer you get to something the more of a weight you feel on your shoulders and Dude. right now i don't think he's close enough <laughs> right because because that that champions league knockout round that ain't for another six plus Ju months Juve. that world cup that, ah, yes, yeah Juve. that world cup mm -hmm. that's right around the corner i i think Juve. this this it's going to come down to whether or not neymar plays this free thinking this exciting this like i'm just having fun in the streets type of situation mm -hmm. if he's playing like this in the world's cup yeah brazil's gonna be pretty damn unstoppable but if, if, um, they, if brazil wins the world cup champions league two neymar gets the ballon d'or 100 if argentina wins the world cup and uh, psg get the champions messi gets the ballon d'or but if mbappe yeah. <laughs> gets the World Cup again. Elite levels at 23. And the champions, he gets the Ballon d'Or. So there's a Ballon d'Or race in PSG. These are elite levels. And I did I do I giving a lot of lot of love to Neymar, but I gotta give love to Messi too. Okay? Yeah. Messi has 373 assists registered in transfer market the last time i went to see and three 300 assists that is an elite playmaker in the history books and this season yeah Lionel messi has three goals and seven assists in league uh he's just getting started and by december i am sure his numbers will be better than last season's full season numbers at psg and it's because yeah of the world cup because it's such a big variable in so short time in december they know they can get the ballon d'or sorted because this one is the 
Benzema. <laughs> so yeah. that is, yeah. is done, settled, and yeah, we gotta see, man. And Neymar became the um, fourth to all-time goal scoring, uh, top goal scorer mm. at PSG with uh, um, with. He's the fourth. With the, he's the fourth. I'm not sure with the number he's, because I got Ibra with third with 156. Mbappe, yeah. 180 in second? Like, insane. And Cavani with 200. Oof. So, Cavani oh, okay. leading all-time goal scorer in PSG history. Like, Neymar, Neymar surpassed Pauleta. Pauleta. Yeah, I was going to say, where's Pauleta? Where'd wow. You, man, I didn't, Pauleta, I didn't yeah. know he got dropped. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know he got dropped that far. He yeah. was he was the PSG star previous uh, oh. previous to this implosion of money. Shout out to Ronaldinho, <laughs> future. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, but I, 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 <laughs> no, but nothing changes this. Nothing changes this. I, I, a Champions League or bust mm. um, for PSG, and frankly, I think this is a one season thing. Okay, I agree. Uh, having them fully together, yep. I think the band the band will get broken up. If uh, mm -hmm. PSG does not get it done, do oh, I no, still no, think no. Gaultier is pr probably going to be the boss, mm -hmm. even if they don't get it done? I actually do. I, I do so believe too. he stays there. Yeah, um, so Luis but Camps no, will I, trust him. Luis Camps will back yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it just it. I honestly believe, like, as Neymar gets closer, nobody, nobody mm. cares. Even though we just talked about it. Nobody cares that Neymar's got 17 goal involvements to start the year hey, for the most part. They should. Right? They because should. <laughs> they, yeah, but all that matters is what he does against Manchester City in the semifinal, Ooh. right? All that matters is what he does in the final versus, oh, crap, if it's not Manchester City, who the hell is it? I don't know. I'm making stuff up as I go along. Yo, you get the point. Real Madrid. <laughs> they asked to beat what? Real Madrid with that PSG team with Lionel Messi, man. Neymar was exactly. expected to do more, especially yeah. if he was at Barca. He they would be yeah. expecting him to destroy Real Madrid. So at PSG, and, and more resources too. Like, <laughs> And no, I, I honestly believe no number, no mm. number is high enough in goal involvements for Neymar to win the Ballon d'Or without PSG winning the Champions League. Fuck. I agree with that too. Because the Liga has such a bad, not marketing, it's viewed in such a poor way. Farmers League. Huh. Farmers League. So, yeah, Neymar has, has to do it in the World Cup and in the Champions League. But my last thing with PSG is, like, I have to say for the listeners of episode 72, like, Gnat. Fabian Ruiz and Carlos Soler weren't last season at PSG, and they are there this season. So that is a great addition in midfield that gives guarantees that PSG didn't have last season. So Luis Camps, masterclass right there, in my opinion, in my opinion. <laughs> no, I like it, and it, it's amazing to me. I mean, we haven't really covered... Mm -hmm. All the other wonderful games in the Champions League, in the Europa League. Uh, hell, even the Conference League had a couple good ones. Mm -hmm. But I do have to go back. You know how I mentioned Calvin Bassey, mm -hmm. right? Yes. I have to go back, and I have to give a little bit of love to Richarlison. Ooh, okay? Because yeah, if you're yeah, talking yeah. about somebody getting emotional, right? Calvin Bassey got emotional at the anthem. Mm -hmm. Richarlison was pretty much, let's be honest, was pretty much the reason Conte and his Spurs uh, you know, were able to get by Marseille. Fuck. Um and Rasharlison kind of breaking down after that. That tells you everything. Beba had a red card too. The like they had yeah. Beba uh, got the red card and all of a sudden <laughs> bad things. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but like Rasharlison, come on, two goals in five minutes. Mm -hmm. He got it done. It was heartwarming to see after the fact. The first person he went over to was his dad. True. Um, and they're head to head. They're balling essentially. And anyone that calls Rasharlison out. Uh, for getting emotional about that. This is literally what? a life goal of his. Yes. This is literally what he wanted to move to Tottenham for exactly. or to a Champions League squad for. And that was like, you, you put your bucket list up there and boom, he was just able to tick one off. And I honestly, I, I'm going to say this right now, uh, and you may have sent some version of this previously, mm. but I do believe where Charleston is going to be there's any success coming from Conte this season, if there's any trophy coming from Conte this season and Spurs, I do believe Richarlison is going to be one of the largest reasons why. Ah, right? that the fuck. Big, big, big part. Fuck yeah. dudes right there. I completely agree with that. And shout out to Romero too. <laughs> Romero, yeah. that Brazilian <laughs> and Arch Romero, yes. 
those two, man, if there's going to be a title, those two will have to go bold. And Harry Kane, man, yeah. Harry Kane, if this is going to be the season that you're going to leave to Bayern Munich, that all the news says that, that I love that move to Bayern Munich, Harry Kane, yeah. you got to get a trophy, man, leaving Tottenham. And with Conte Ball, this is the best chance you've ever, ever had to get a trophy. So, and yeah. Son, man, Son. I, I'm expecting better stats, Son. But the consistency that he's shown in the past tells me that he's going to get those goals inevitably. Inevitably. Yeah. But they, Absolutely. I would, if they had a Barella, yeah. though. Like, for me, Tottenham mm. or a Barella away. Okay? A Barella away of guaranteeing a top three. Guaranteeing okay. a lot of things. So, I still expect to see a big move from Tottenham this January. I still expect Yeah, I mean... Come on, Conte. Uh, come on. The <laughs> only person you can pull in is Perisic. Well, wow, we need him. We need him. Oh, he's great. He's great. I'm. I'm saying. But like, come on. You. You. You've got this Italian clout. Ah. You got to get it done, man. You got to pull Barella in. You got to pull somebody else in that you want. Put that Italian Bastoni. stamp on it. Bastoni, man. Uh, Bastoni. Oh, they love Bastoni there. Um, no, but. But but Spurs Spurs look pretty good. Uh, we didn't even go into really Group G. Obviously, Erling Holland is a flipping robot. Um, I don't know what else to say about Erling Holland except that if he is supplied the way that he has been supplied so far this season, and it lasts the whole season, cheat code. <laughs> I, I don't know what else to say. Ballon d'Or um, too. Honestly, that's another yeah, player he, too. Like if right now. If we had like a top three Ballon d'Or right now playing, yeah. we put Holland there, we put Neymar there, and maybe Messi. I'm gonna put Messi. I'm gonna put Messi because I I, I think I Mbappe fans are gonna go crazy. <laughs> but, yeah, they are. But but I really think Messi's gonna be crucial for Argentina in the World Cup. So yeah, I'm gonna say those three. <laughs> gonna yeah. Say those I, three. I, I, and the only thing I'm gonna say about that City win over Sevilla, mm -hmm. um. Is that Sevilla, although they got a good win in La Liga over the weekend, a much-needed win, this is not last year's Sevilla, right? This is yep. not Jules Conde and Diego Carlos healthy, uh, forming one of the best center-back partnerships in Fuck. La Liga. Fuck. This is a beaten-down Sevilla that did not look as good. And they were so overwhelmed by City, it wasn't even funny. Um, but Holland, De Bruyne, and Bernardo Silva, and Phil Foden in that game. Yeah. Um, it's just, a, it's just, I don't I, know. For it, me, the biggest <laughs> win of Man City, like we we yeah. we often stress about, they let Gabriel Jesus go, they let Sterling yeah. go, and they let Zinchenko go. But to be honest, they still managed to keep Gundogan. They still managed mm -hmm. to keep Bernard Silva, and mm -hmm. I, that for me is a win. Because those two players this season, if Man City are going to win the Prem, that I believe treble will be done, those two are <clears throat> crucial for that to happen. Especially in a captaincy role that Gundogan has. One of the most underrated players in the world <clears throat> right now. In my opinion, Gundogan, like Rodri is not right now labeled underrated. But Calvin Phillips is on the bench if <laughs> Rodri isn't performing. So... I, it's this, this is the scariest and, team of Man City. And also, notice we haven't even mentioned Jack Grealish since the <laughs> Premier League Predictions podcast. Man, I don't know where the man is. I, I told think he's playing. Foden is the guy. Foden is going to be the guy with Holland, man. De Bruyne is teaching the young buck. And Foden. <laughs> Foden is going to go bold with Holland in the next three. I think it's going to be three years of Holland at Man City. And that's a I lot. Mean, it, that's a lot. Yeah, and then... It might not be yet, but I'm pretty sure Foden has more or will have more by the end of this year, Premier League goals, than Jack Grealish does. And Jack Grealish is what, like six years older than him? Yep. Five years older than him? So and I, I, I honestly believe that Jack Grealish, I still think there, there's obviously plenty of time. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, the, the supporting cast for Manchester City needs to continue to get stronger, to have their moments. Uh, because there will be a time at some point this season, mm -hmm. there will be a time that Erling Holland will not be in that eleven. That mm -hmm. De Bruyne might have to be rested, especially coming well, out of a World Cup, of which he plays a part in. With but, Grealish, I just hope like one day, like I don't know, what's gonna say he's a role player because he definitely can't see himself as a role player earning the bags he's earning on a weekly basis, Jack Grealish. Yeah. But 
I do believe if he accepts that role, diminishing role in the future of Man City, I think he'll stay. I think he'll stay long term at the club. And yeah, that the image at the club, he might be good. So, but I definitely be. can see him returning to Aston Villa after City. <clears throat> I just have a feeling that that might be the next move. But let's wait and see. Let's wait and see. So anything can happen. But tell us down below, yeah. community, your thoughts about the Champions League and the player that we forgot to mention, the biggest player that we didn't mention right now in this podcast. But Wonder Kids, people, I have to mention here something. <laughs> I said it on off to Breton. And it was bold, mm -hmm. right, Breton? <laughs> it was. So, it was very bold. So is, you guys know that I'm a big admirer since day one of Nunminj. And the, here's a player I really, I'm going to say, publicly i'm gonna back him the same way i did noon minch this kid is antonio silva center back at benfica 18 years old starting next to otamendi then managed to Vertogen's not at the club anymore morato's on the bench and lucas verissim's gonna be on the bench because antonio silva no doubt in my mind is the best 18 year old defender center back in the world right now i am absolutely sure the maturity he has is unprecedented for an 18 year old center back in portugal the player i'm yeah. most that he makes me reminds me the most is of delict of delict antonio silva not because of his size but because of his mentality okay the way he reads the game the maturity is lights off anyone at 18 people please Remember yeah. the name, Antonio. He was Silva. a he was a big reason they won the youth league last but season, right? Rocco, Rocco yeah. had a tough time with him, but like, yeah. and that showed, man. Silva won a game by him. Yeah, I agree. He's playing yeah. like he played in the youth league in the Champions League, <laughs> but it's yeah. going to be a test against Juve, and I'm dying to see yeah. what he's going to do there because he's absolutely, and he and that, that was my counterpoint. Yeah, that was my counterpoint to you offer after this. Mm. It, it's early season. The the uh, mm. nothing against Maccabee Haifa, nothing against uh, Familicao, and uh, but they did play Boa, Boa Vista. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, uh, time will tell with Antonio Silva. But yeah, sure. uh, that's not exactly a bad center back core that he's keeping on the bench there. Uh, they also just <laughs> no brought bad. in John John Brooks, who ah! is widely seen as the most talented center back, even if Greg Berhalter doesn't rate him or call him into national team camp. So and the fact better. that Antonio Silva... Yeah. Yeah, trust, trust. I'm not going to go there yet. I'm not going to go there. Even beyond, even beyond my 18, American bias, man. I'm not going to go there and say that. I know, I know, I know. It's but yeah. when I say this, people, it's not just my opinion. I, it's me speaking to high-level scout people that watch Silva play, and they're like, "Yeah, man, this kid." So trust, yeah. trust. I I will say this right now. I would love to have <laughs> the depth, the depth that Portugal has currently in the center back position, mm -hmm. especially at a youth at a youth level. I would love to have a David Carmo. Yes. I would love to have Gonzalo a uh, Gonzalo, uh, Gonzalo Inacio. I would yes. love to have an Antonio Silva uh, coming through. Uh, we are showing signs of project, uh, signs of progress on the American side, but center back, center back it's, it's is very a tough, last, man. It's, uh, and it's tough. And it two years tough. ago, I'd say we were screwed in the future at center back because we had aging Pep. Aging Brunwalsh. And I, I remember saying, like, we don't have center backs. And we and there's even another kid that I want to give a shout. David Vinyes at Porto. Yeah. Young center back, too, that will grow. Will grow. And you'll glide at Union Berlin. Just hope. Just yeah. hope he's yeah. going to go bold. Just hope. But I'm yeah, not talking about center backs. I want to give a shout out, too, to another Portuguese man conquering in Europe. And I love to see it. Fabio Silva, man. What a lone move he is doing at Anderlecht. The right move. And Wolves fans, be excited. Because next season, yeah. you're going to get a very different Fabio Silva. 12 games, 7 goals at Anderlecht. And the physique, the body that he has right now, he is going bold the right way. Keep doing you, man, Fabio. Just wanted to give a shout out to another Silva. Not Antonio, Fabio Silva. <laughs> seen more shirtless photos circulating around of Fabio Silva <laughs> than I would care to see over the last uh, uh, couple of days. But I, I do, I can confirm 
He's got a body on him. Uh, but no, I, no, Anderlecht, though, Anderlecht did have a, a, a going in to see the Anderlecht loss to, to Westerlo. Mm. And I'm trying to see, oh, Fabio Silva was in there. Okay. No, but he is definitely, it is one of those things that you look at. Um, mm-hmm. He made that big move. He made yes. that big move. All he needed to do was play every day mm-hmm. and work through his kinks. And unfortunately, it wasn't able to happen at Wolves. Well, damn right, it is going to happen at Anderlecht. It is going to happen at Belgium. And by the end of the season, he's likely, I'd be surprised, if he wasn't fighting for the golden boot. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if Wolves With doesn't call him back first. With Ferran I think yes. or it's Kovolsen, yeah. Ferran Jutkl, and Fabio Silva for the Golden Boots be- in the Belgium yeah. League. Yeah. In my opinion. You got five five for Ferran right now, uh, Fabio Silva with four, and Scovolson, I think, has four as well. It's, it's, it's fun. It's Man, a good Fabio. one. But a it's a good situation for him to be in, and uh, we'll, we'll see if it continues. But if you're going to shout out, I mean, Fabio Silva is a lot older than these these two little, these two kids that I'm going to shout out. Mm. We got to go down. I, I told people during the Champions League, here at FC Wonderkid, we watch the Youth League just as much as we watch the Champions League. <laughs> Maybe that's a little bit of an exaggeration because the next competition stars are obviously In the showing, mm-hmm. showing out. Like Antonio Silva last year for Benfica. Well, right now, there are two names I'm going to throw out there. Lamine Yamal. Lamine Yamal has had himself one ridiculous week, okay? Yes! We were talking last podcast about him getting to, to chop it up with Gavi, with Pedri, with with, um, with Lewandowski, training in the first team. And then before you know it, uh, this kid becomes, I believe, the youngest person in Barcelona history, which says a lot, mm-hmm, uh, to make his debut in the UEFA Youth Ooh, League. Yes. Um, I, I, yes. I honestly think he's going to be one that's going to be fast-tracked over time. Mm-hmm. This is not another Ricky Puig. This is a guy <laughs> that you're going to want to watch. He's... He still needs to fill out. Mm-hmm. He still needs to fill out. There's no doubt about it. He's still on a young, you know, young guy's body. Mm-hmm. But the UEFA Youth League is going to be that place uh, for him to do so. Um, and I'm really, really excited to see that. The other guy I have to name mm-hmm. in the UEFA Youth League, Kylian Mbappe, obviously <laughs> is scoring a whole bunch of goals. But guess what, guys? He's got a brother. And his brother, who's also, I believe, 15 years old, mm-hmm. maybe 16, 16, just debuted in the UEFA Youth League. Just mm-hmm. debuted in the UEFA Youth League for PSG, and no, nobody was telling, uh, you know, no coach was told that they have to debut him in the Youth League. Uh, but Ethan Mbappe is a name you're going to have to watch. But to be honest, if you're going to be following PSG, <laughs> stick to watching, stick to watching Warren Zaire Emery because oh, he was yes. he was amazing in their first game. And why he's playing UEFA Youth League, <laughs> I don't know because I think he's good enough for the first team, Fuck. but. Bucks. It's just an added added football bonus for all of us to be able to watch him. So those are my two Wonder Kid shout-outs that I had to throw out Mentioning there. Mentioning Zaid Emery, people, that is a definitely a name that you have to remember in the near future for PSG and for France. Like, he's yeah. going to be in that team. And what, like, PSG going to win the youth league? They could. They could. <laughs> they could. could. I mean, with well, that you with had... Zaire Emery running the show, but Zaire Emery was running the show uh, last year. And they had Xavi well. Simmons too, like last yeah. year. So, yeah. but and I'm going to give they, a shout to my last shout is going to be a Portuguese one. So, Carlos Borges, no. what are you doing at Man City, man? How did you get there and how you're performing so well? Okay, then he reminds yeah. me a lot of Ronnie Lopes too, a, a Portuguese player that was. Uh, uh, outside and was balling out. And Man City, Carlos Borges, had three goals and an assist against Sevilla. What a menace he was. And I want to see Guardiola trusting Carlos Borges with Bernard Silva. Bora lá! Portugal! Portugal is at Man City, even in the youth league. We're just so great, man. Bora, Portugal! Yeah. He's, and, and, and Carlos Borges has been doing it. This is the second season running that he is just off to a hot start. And he's literally making it probably pretty hard for Pep Guardiola to not look and see him. Uh, he's still pretty raw, but he has he has intang- intangibles that uh, there actually are uh, not currently in City's squad. So for him to actually... See, some time is not out of the realm of possibility, especially yes. when you take into account Carabao Cup, 
mm. an FA Cup that's coming up. So mm-hmm. uh, a wonderful shout out. Um, I've got one more shout out to go back to the Champions League because I have to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Dortmund looked terrible over the weekend, but midweek they looked pretty good in the Champions League. And uh, yeah. I got to give a shout out to 19 year old uh, Gio Reyna because. Oh, yeah. Frankly, it has been the most. I don't. I don't care if he's American. I don't care if he's. You know. I don't care if he's from Luxembourg. I don't care where he's from. If you've gone through what Gio Reyna has gone through in terms of the amount of injuries True. and the amount of setbacks and the amount of head fakes when it comes to him coming back to health and to playing, uh, for him to get that forty-five minutes of time True. and to put two assists and uh, to, I believe, become maybe one of the first teenagers for Dortmund to ever put two assists, definitely the first American to ever put two assists uh, on the board uh, in the Champions League. Um, That tells you all you need to know. And I'm happy to see him playing back. I'm going to continue to do this because (laughs) I really want to see him remain healthy. Uh, But we're all happier to see Gio Reyna playing and getting back to his best and uh long may it continue and you should definitely with the world cup knocking man you hope you have a pulisic i pulisic pulisic too but a giorena yeah. injury free because he, if in giorena is injury free he's a top five u.s men's national team player like oh, in absolutely. my opinion like weston mckenney pulisic ooh, higher so higher. like that, so that's that yeah. shows the importance he has for the U.S. So, people, yes. if you're listening until now, do not forget to like this video and follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on YouTube. And comment down below your bold predictions. Thank you for listening until now to episode 72. And thank you, community, for going bold in another podcast with us. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>